Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the La Rouge Rugby Podcast focusing on Canadian rugby. I'm Stu Hardy, joined as always by Derek Brissett. Derek, it's been a pretty quiet week but we've got a couple of news stories to break. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, uh, not too much, man. Um, enjoying, I guess, uh, Labor Day weekend. I guess the last, the unofficial last weekend of summer. Um, so spent it reorganizing and cleaning the apartment. So super fun summer activity, you know. Uh, went to the CNE for a bit. That was a good time. There's some wacky food um, down there. Um, so that's always fun. Other than that, you know, watched a little bit of rugby. Love, love New Zealand rugby media. It's the best. It's the best. Looking at all the all the like the hit pieces on what everything that's wrong with this team, um, how bad the All Blacks are right now, and then you look at the standings and they're in first. Love it. Love yeah, it. you know, never never happy, never happy, are they? You know, all the trouble that they've had, and they're just like, we're just gonna slaughter Argentina this weekend, and then <laughs> slowly move back to first place. And after all the complaining everybody's been doing, they're still. They're still in first, man. It's uh, I guess when you uh, when you've set the bar so high as an organization, you uh, unfortunately have to live up to that all the time. So, yeah, top um, of the uh, rugby championship now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but by only one it's disaster, point. which so, is a disaster for that. Exactly, exactly. It's terrible. Yeah. Just you know, throw the whole program out now. I was just, yeah, honestly, if they coach out, captain out, players out, even the kit man, replace him. Yeah, well, just. Uh, Everything needs to be throw out the entire bath, the bath water, the baby as well. They should just the quit. bath room. Just... Yeah, they, they should just quit. Yeah, send all just... send all the staff to Canada, please. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how. That's what should happen. Um. But yeah, no, that's always that's always one of my like low key favorite things about uh following rugby is just watching New Zealand media implode and then the All Blacks somehow end up winning for some reason. Anyways, it's funny to me. Yeah, it's, oh, it's funny to a lot of people. Maybe, maybe not Kiwis, but uh, definitely <laughs> other fans of the rugby championship teams. I wish we could complain about being in first all the time. I wish, yeah, <laughs> you know, first place problems. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, actually, let's bring it um, back home because we do have a few announcements. Um, so we'll start with Rugby Canada and uh, Rugby Canada have announced the Women's World Cup squad for the 2021 World Cup being played in 2022 in New Zealand. Um, As it was announced during the game against Wales, the squad list has now been expanded by um, World Rugby to 32 players. So this will be the largest World Cup um, playing group that has gone to any World Cup. And it's not just Canada, it's for any team. And, you know, there's a lot of new faces um, that Kevin Ray has um, picked as part of his squad. But, you know, he's doing a mix of um, senior experience by having players like Brianna Miller, Laura Russell, uh, Olivia Demersant, Karen Packin, and, you know, a lot of uh, players that have already featured in at least one previous World Cup. Uh, but there's a lot of new faces that are making their inaugural World Cup appearance. And, you know, obviously the big one has to be Sophie DeGoody. Um, not only is this her first World Cup, this will also be the first time she's captaining at the World Cup as well. So congratulations to Sophie. Um, yeah, and there's going to be, so as I said, 32 players are flying out. There are also eight non-traveling reserves. And, you know, 
even with a squad as big as 32 players, certain players are going to have to be left on standby. Um, certain names spring out like Avi Duguid and Rene Gonzalez. And, you know, for players' um, welfare uh, standards, you're obviously hoping that uh, these eight players aren't going to be called upon. But, you know, it's rugby. It's a full contact sport. We understand that uh, things can happen. Injuries can happen. And, yeah, so it looks like a very strong uh, team list that is going to be going out. You can get the full list on the Rugby Canada website. And also announced today, not by Rugby Canada, but by the Fijian Rugby Union, is that the Fijiana, so the women's um, Fijian team, uh, are set to play Rugby Canada on September the 23rd. Uh, this will be at 6 p.m. local time in Suva. Uh, so if you're planning on watching that game, uh, you may want to you know, take the following Friday morning off because it's going to be a pretty late one, guys, I'm afraid. Um, Eastern time kickoff is 2 a.m. on Friday the 23rd, whilst on the Pacific Coast, it will be Thursday, September 22nd at 11 p.m. Ah, well, Derek, you did uh, say that you wanted uh, Canada to play another game before the World Cup, and it seems like uh, your wish got granted. So how are you feeling about uh, Rugby Canada playing Fiji just before the World Cup? No, I like it. Um, I think uh, I think a full month in a bit, I guess, without playing a game um, might not have been the best. So I'm glad something got worked out. Um, obviously, Fiji has quite the proximity to New Zealand, so that... Uh, that works out to kind of playing, I guess, a country somewhat geographically close to New Zealand as well. Um, and yeah, like, I think, I think it's just the, like, I guess with the way the prep's going, I believe the team is like flying out sometime later this week or ne- early next week or something. So like, um, obviously it's a long, like the world cup campaigns are long. Cause you know, part of that is flying over ahead of time and, you know, getting, you know, acclimatized, adjusting yeah. the time zone and, you know, all those kind of things that go in with playing like a lengthy month long tournament, um, in basically the opposite end of the world. So, um, so that's uh, like, it's, obvi- I think it's a great thing. And obviously, you know, it's nice to have a game just to kind of get your legs back underneath you before, mm-hmm. uh, before going into the world cup. Um, the team itself, uh, I mean, super happy with, uh, the, the roster that, uh, Rue has announced, um, you did kind of mention a couple of uh, really notable, um, uh, notable people on the, uh, the non-traveling reserve, some very notable players there. And, um, I guess like, I'm like, obviously, you know, Renee Gonzalez has been, been really good. Maybe the fact that Maddie Grant and Paige Ferries were dominant over the past couple games, maybe that didn't, uh, didn't necessarily do her too many favors. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, like I guess well, it seems to be like that's the good uh tough choice you want to make is like ah which amazing player yeah. do I have to leave behind yeah exactly and it's like you know obviously uh Canada's fourth in the world man it's a strong team right yeah. um, the other ones that's kind of are interesting too um just because I I noticed it found it kind of interesting um Pam Buisa, who has been playing really well for the 15s team especially during that Pacific four tournament um so she's on the non-traveling reserves as is chloe daniels who are both at the rugby world cup of sevens this week Mm -hmm. Uh, i wonder if their involvement in the sevens team is kind of 
a little bit of a well you know you're playing sevens during part even if it's really early on in the tour maybe that's um maybe that's part of that sort of decision i'm not really sure but i guess that's um that might be maybe that's what you get when you have players that go back and forth between the two squads there um you know there's decisions that got to be made um when certain things even though it's not really overlapping but maybe it's um you know you never know what's going to happen at this sevens tournament either absolutely uh, maybe you have that and then obviously uh cindy uh Cindy Nellis um, being based in New Zealand. That's a no brainer for a non-traveling <laughs> reserves player. Um, so, you know, it's, it's good to have one of your non-traveling players being in the country that you're playing in already um, in case, um, you know, just in case, and obviously hope nothing does happen. Um, the actual squad itself. I mean, you know, obviously there's a, a lot of vet, a uh, handful of veterans, um, you know, uh, some players in their third world cup, some players going to their second. And you mentioned, obviously there's a ton going to their first as well. Um, Sophie to goody being the captain. That's super cool. Cause uh, her dad and mom were both captains at world cups. Um, so that's a, uh, you know, it's a pretty awesome, I guess, little, uh, I guess it's a, it's a pretty awesome, like rugby Canada, Royal family kind of dynamic of, uh, you know, the uh, the heir to the throne kind of thing. I've been watching yeah. a lot of House of Dragons and stuff the past <laughs> Um so I kinda I wanna I wanna talk everything in uh in dragon in House of Dragon mm-hmm. terms, which is awesome because we get to ca- talk about a team called the Dragons in like 10 minutes. Um <laughs> so like it all it all is gonna come up. Um so like that's really cool to uh that you know um just for her her for her family that's kind of a cool legacy that uh, the the goody family has uh, has built within canadian rugby um so obviously all the best to um to her and like hopefully she goes well at the tournament as we fully expect cuz she's basically the best player in the world at this point in time um and uh yeah rest of the team is uh you know as is, is solid man i don't really have any complaints about the squad at all um you know it'll be yeah, it's I think I think it's going to be great. It's nice to see too even just looking at the um it's nice to see too like even just looking at the uh, the clubs represented. It's like, you know, you obviously got like you know, obviously looking at the list, you see a lot of like Exeter Chiefs and you know a couple Saracens and stuff. But then when you get through the uh the Canadian clubs and stuff, there's a lot of representation from across the country, which is mm-hmm. obviously yeah. a really nice thing to see. Very like spread out, like as far as the club representation goes, which is which is awesome to see. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, man, it should be a great tournament. Um, like we've we've been kind of saying the whole time, like fourth ranked team in the world um got italy to start you're ending with the massive match with the united states which is going to be so much fun like a lot of reasons to get hyped up about this tournament man so i am i'm looking forward to it yeah something else to mention is that laura russell um mm-hmm. yes of course considering the, the games that we now know are coming up of four games um so the warm-up game against fiji and then the three pool games that Kind of said today, if she features in three of those four games, she will overtake Maria Gallo as number two of the most uh, appearances for a Canadian woman. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Olivia Demersion uh, and Bokaboom are set to break their 50 cap marks with their next selections as well. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, like you said, I think it's going to be great tournament you know we've been waiting for this one for an extra year um due to covid 
So I think there's going to be a lot of anticipation, a lot of good games. And um, because of the time difference from New Zealand to uh, Toronto, where we'll be watching, you know, it, the uh, group games for Canada fall very well. They fall, um, yes, late in the day, but always on the weekend. So, you know, you've got a bit of an excuse to stay up late um, <laughs> when the World Cup's done. So, yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic to watch. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the one nice thing, I guess. I guess living in Toronto, kind of like if you're a sports fan on the East Coast of North America, you get kind of used to watching games that start at like 10 o'clock anyways. Yeah, right? that's true. If you're watching like West Coast, you know, West Coast anything, NHL, MLB, NBA, NFL, like there's a lot of teams on the West Coast, even the MLR, man. There's a lot of Seattle, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of Seattle games that we're used to watching that start at 10 o'clock or something, right? Yeah, so, the Arrows' first game of uh, yeah. 22 was against Seattle at 10 p.m. on the Sunday. Yeah, exactly. so. It's it's really it's really not much different, right? And then obviously, yeah. if you, which is also the nice thing too, if you live on the West Coast, and it's even a little bit better, it gets more into a almost prime time viewing for mm-hmm. West Coast people. So that should yeah. be good, man. Yeah. So. Mentioning Toronto, we're moving on focus to that because the Arrows have announced that they are now in a new professional development partnership with the Hong Kong Rugby Union. Mm-hmm. And what this entails is that, so in the press release, the Arrows say the partnership, which features an exchange program between the two organizations, will see Arrows players earn development opportunities in Hong Kong's Detol Men's Premiership. Conversely, the Pacific City's top young players also stand to gain experience with the Arrows in Major League Rugby. And it's already been announced that the first player to benefit from this new partnership is Arrows lock Adrian Wadden, who has signed with uh, Sandy Bay. Uh, Although I should say that Sandy Bay have put in their Instagram post, we announced that we'll be joining the Bay on loan. So... um, I did have the time to take a, like a quick look at like the rules regarding players and foreign players and stuff like that. And um, so Adrian Wadden will be classified as a lone player, which means that he can only play for um, Sandy Bay. He can only play a set number of games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, and then should Sandy Bay make the championship series, uh, he'll be able to play for that as well. So the uh, Dettelman's Premiership, uh, runs from October to, I believe, April, um, in, which is when it normally runs. However, there have been, um, because of COVID, uh, cancellations for the past few years. So this will be hopefully the first um, full running of the Dettol Men's Premiership in Hong Kong for the first time since like 2019. So... You know, another tournament that has a lot of anticipation, you know, a lot of riding on it, and very good uh, to see that um, we're getting like Arrows players over there. At uh... and, I'll, and you know, I'll be the first one to admit I, my knowledge of the Hong Kong Rugby Union Men's Premiership is very limited, <laughs> so I don't know any of the uh, big name stars that are currently playing, but. As has been indicated with this press release, um, we should be seeing like young players come over to play in the MLR uh, in 2023. So what do you make of this uh, new partnership? Yeah, man, I think it's cool. Um, I think, you know, it's it's always 
you know, always good to get uh, some young players like Wadden, like more experience, right? And, you know, if, um, as kind of Mark Winokur points out in the press release, like the two leagues kind of play complementary schedules. So there's obviously, as you said, on loan, right? So opportunity to go play and then come back and play the MLR season or probably opportunity from the guys from Hong Kong to play uh, in Hong Kong, come over for the MLR season. If that's mm-hmm. how, uh, I guess, because that's kind of seems to be how um, the, the partnership seems to be being worded, right? Is that there's probably going to be a couple guys from Hong Kong, I guess, on the Arrows next year, um, or at least within maybe the Arrows Academy or some sort of structure like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. Um, so I think that's, so that's, um, I, so I think that's great. And I think obviously it's probably, you know, something that hopefully is mutually beneficial for both like the Toronto Arrows and Hong Kong. I think that's obviously a, uh, I think, I mean, I think it's a good thing, right? Anytime you, anytime you're able to get more guys, more, you know, playing time and like, you know, around the world, maybe some like, you know, experience playing rugby in different parts of the world. It's always a good thing. And I mean, obviously like Hong Kong, you know, is, uh, you know, like Hong Kong's a pretty good national team too, or a decent national team. I mean, obviously they're not, you know, don't necessarily qual. I don't think have ever qualified for the World Cup, but I guess they are. Uh, they got a, a shot this year again in the back in the repechage tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, I guess we can see how they go in that. I mean, if they don't make it, I mean, realistically, it's a country that's kind of, I guess, finding themselves on a similar level of Canada now. I guess right. So mm-hmm. it's nice to uh, you know be able to uh, you know help each other out mutually and stuff. Get some experience for guys. Um, it's interesting, like looking at like the Hong Kong Rugby Union's website. They like on the homepage they have like you can just like submit a form if you think you're eligible <laughs> um, <laughs> to play for Hong Kong and stuff. So um, they kind of have that. Uh, you know, I did like um, the Sandy Bay put up um, the uh, you know a little post. Um, welcoming Adrian Wadden as well. Um, they listed an interesting fact. I oh, oh I, I was going to mention this, but yeah, born in Sweden. Did not know yeah, that. Did not know that either. Yeah, did not uh, know. Wow, that's uh, that is that is actually a, that is the definition of an interesting fact. That is a very interesting fact. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it obviously highlights um, Adrian's uh, playing experience, playing for the Oakville Crusaders, the Toronto Arrows, playing for Leeds Beckett. University what's, playing at Twickenham in the Bucks final. What's uh, Sweden's rugby team like? Uh, I, well, I can't find them on the top thirty of World Ring. The one, you know what? The one thing I really do like about Sweden's sport teams, and I'm that I've Googled their rugby team and stuff, is like all their teams basically use the same, like the the Trek Kroner, the three crown logo that the hockey team uses, and it like every Swedish sports team's kits are unreal. Like it's the one of the best aesthetically pleasing sports nations in the world. That's a bit of a tangent, but Adrian Wadden's from Sweden, so that's cool. We're born in Sweden, I guess. Reverse William Nylander, basically. No, fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, as I said, the uh, partnership seems to be is going to be seeing a long term potential. Um, as I said, complementary seasons helping them, and it allows players not only to compete in the uh, Hong Kong's uh, Dettol Men's Premiership, but also have um, opportunities for, you know, uh, to work in Hong Kong as well. And 
it'll give options for hopefully Hong Kong players to come over here, play for the hours, get a bit of the taste of MLR, and see what they like about it. So, yeah, we'll guess we'll uh, just have to wait and see on the uh, eventual Arrows announcement of a signing from Hong Kong. And, yeah, more uh, Hong Kong players for MLR 2023. You heard it here first. <laughs> Also, this is the rugby team that's called the Dragons that I was alluding to earlier. Yeah, that's their nickname. How do you so, feel about that as a as a Welsh person that they uh, that well they stole, they stole your name and also probably have a cooler logo? Well, they do have a very nice logo. I mean, Wales's logo is uh, three ostrich feathers. So make yeah. of that what you will. A dragon but, is cooler than three ostrich feathers. Yeah, I will agree with that. Um, and I think it's like a blue dragon. So whenever they play Wales, Wales are the red dragons, uh, Hong Kong are the blue dragons. So, you know, no, uh, conflict, no, uh, possibility to get it wrong. But if you say, I support the dragons at one of those games, it'd be like, narrow it down, mate. <laughs> but that's the, and like I said, the, uh, men, the Detail Men's Premiership in Hong Kong begins in October. I think it's October first. It actually kicks off. So, mm. yeah. And if there's a team you want to follow, well, now you've got one, Sandy Bay, which is where Adrian Warden will be playing. And um, the uh, I think on the on the website for the the actual uh, Men's Premiership in Hong Kong, it says they have like a to follow like their social media. Because apparently, they put up um, like a game of the week link. So okay. hopefully, there's a there's opportunity to actually watch Adrian playing over there. Um, if you follow, I guess, follow um, Hong Kong Rugby Union's social media. Um, so, I don't know. I'm going to look for that um, when it's up. If Adrian's playing, maybe I'll, I'll uh, toss a link up on Twitter or something if I if I catch it on time. But hopefully, that'd be cool to watch, though. I'd be down. That would absolutely be cool to watch. And speaking of where you can watch rugby, uh, unfortunately, there is no rugby championship this week. Otherwise, I would have directed you to TSN, where you can watch it there. But coming up this weekend, we mentioned it a lot last week. It is the Rugby World Cup Sevens in South Africa. And it was announced that you'll be able to watch all of the seven action on CBC. Again, it is in South Africa. So a few early starts. I think the first men's game is somewhere around like 2 a.m 3 a.m eastern time so you know I, not the ideal uh start especially if you normally wake up the like i do at like seven o'clock so um, but i'm sure cbc will have the highlights for those games and then obviously you just have a monitor available and work on the friday and then you'll be able to watch the, all the games that you want on saturday and sunday without your boss breathing down your neck, which I think is fair enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, unfortunately, that is it. That, As I said, it's been a very uh, quiet week, so to speak, but we thought we'd get these new stories out to you. We hope you've had a wonderful uh, long weekend for Labor Day. And if you'd like to listen to more of our podcasts, you can do so on Spotify, Anchor FM, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch any of our episodes, you can do so on YouTube at La Rouge Rugby. And you can find us across social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at La Rouge Rugby. Derek, where can the lovely people find you on social media? Um, at Brissette the Jet across all social media platforms. And you can find me mainly on Twitter and Instagram at hardman spelled h4 r d m a n 
Well, Derek, thank you for joining me, and thank you all for joining us for another episode of the LaRouge Rugby Podcast. We know it was a bit shorter this time around. We're hoping that more information comes out of all the rugby competitions. We'll be back next week to review the Rugby World Cup 7s. We hope you can join us then. <laughs>